the Whatnots Reactor Core number 121. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson to talk about The Flash. Melissa, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. I, I have to tell you about my theater going experience. because I think <laughs> yes, this please. really colored my experience with The Flash. My childhood AMC movie theater closed during lockdown, as many did, but didn't reopen. Uh, it was bought out by another company called B&B, a Missouri's okay. own local theater company, but not in any particular area of Missouri I happen to be in. So this was my first B&B theater. Uh, I walk in. It's the building I know from my childhood, completely revamped and remodeled and glitzed and unrecognizable. And I saw the flash in what is known as screen X, which is oh, 200 is the and on the sides. Yes. Yes. Oh, 270 degrees of film. Uh, and it kicks in right at the, not immediately at the beginning of the movie. You're not watching this wall to wall in screen X, maybe only like 40 total minutes of the movie project on the walls. Okay. But you know, the beginning of the movie where he starts to go into the speed force and then those kids yell at him and he tries to get their candy bar and like right, the logo yeah. almost comes up and then it disappears. <laughs> But then he actually starts running, actually goes into the speed like, force, and then says, The Flash. That's when it kicked in. It was, that's movie magic. I almost wept. I was amazed. Screen cool. X was so good. This was the ideal mix of film and format. They were made to be together. I, I had so much fun. I'm in like a place that I have strong memories tied to, but I haven't been to in years. Now it's completely new. It's exciting. I'm in a, I'm such a movie theater nerd and I am in a format of movie theater I've never been in before. Yeah. And it's like right here That's in my exciting. neighborhood. I, I, I had a giant popcorn. I was riding so high. I don't know if you can trust me to have any objective thoughts about the flash. I'm just warning you. That's a okay. I, I think we have very differing ex experiences on on this. But yeah, that was because we had discussed the that new yeah that new yes. format before and was kind of wondering how it worked. Is it on all the time? Does it look funky? Is it just ultra widescreen? What's happening? Just action it's, scenes. Yeah, it's certain parts. It basically, yeah, it basically is like four big action set pieces in the movie. Uh, it becomes like ultra widescreen, but it's ultra widescreen if it like folded you into a box. And so you've got it on the sides of the theater, too. And then it would just quietly okay. go away during like dialogue scenes. That that works then for like speed force, speed lines, fast and the furious going extra fast. I, right. That's I was neat. inside the speed force. Me and Barry were one in that theater. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we saw The Flash. You went to go see it yesterday. I went to go see it on Thursday, uh, like the the first day that it was out in theaters. Uh, my partner was not interested in going to check it out. So I got to go er earlier than I usually mm. do. do, do, do. Uh, the theater was a little more packed than I was expecting. But then I remembered it was like, oh, it's summer. Like, Kids are yeah. in school right now. They can kind of go when it, whenever. Um, but yeah, there, there weren't too many people there in the theater. It was a nice experience. It was quiet. Um, 
But yeah, I, I went into this movie with very low expectations. Um, I think I, I can't say I've I've not been the biggest fan of the whole Snyder verse, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, all that stuff. Justice League, I didn't really like, though I will say I, I did like the Snyder cut more mm-hmm. than I liked the theatrical cut. But I don't think that truly helped it in the long run. Um, so I, I was not expecting too much with this. And then, of course, with everything surrounding Ezra Miller, um, that also kind of tainted my like, do I want to go see this? Do I not? All that stuff. Uh, but I I I went because I was like, you know, some of the marketing actually looks kind of good. They're doing mm-hmm. something interesting here with Michael Keaton being back. Um, I, I like I, I was kind of curious, but I, I wanted to temper my expectations g- g- going in. Uh, and at the very least, I will say that I had a good time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the movie is good at all, but oh. I had a good time. Like it, it was a fun movie experience because I think it is just a dumb comic book movie through and through and that's okay like they're they're, they're trying to have fun in this may i may i may i be um don't necessarily think all the comedy hits uh again especially with all the stuff around ezra may i heller um but it just i i could tell that they are trying to have fun with this may and I ended up walking away being like, you know what? I kind of had a good time. It like, you know how sometimes you watch a bad movie and you're like, man, that was so bad. It was good. Like, it was so bad. It was fun. That, I think, was my experience with this. So, there you go. Well, <laughs> I had a thoroughly fun time. The movie was more humorous, more lively than i was expecting i think the trailers made it look like a little bit more dramatic and there is drama in there i think the emotional beats uh, between barry and his mother do hit there are some very sincere effective moments in this Uh, i think it tells an interesting story uh it's an interesting adaptation of flashpoint it's got really cool visuals and ideas in there fun to see some old faces again I, I had a solidly good time and I yeah. was very aware that I am in a specific Melissa only mindset that other people aren't going to be in. But I have difficulty seeing what what is there on the screen that, that makes people lukewarm on this movie. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get in, into that in a sec here, but just m- m- more kind of general spoiler free thoughts um yeah if you are a comic book fan uh this is basically just an adaption of flash point uh the dc comics from i don't know 10 20 years ago ish from 2011 uh, Mm. is when flash point came out um so about 10 years ago, just over a decade ago. Uh, Melissa, you and I read that comic for mm-hmm. one of our other podcasts, uh, the review show, the whatnots review show. We covered that on number 183 of that show. So if you guys want to go check it out, it's up there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's basically a fairly straightforward adaption of that with a few things mixed around. Uh, they put in a few references to uh, other kind of DC Comics graphic novels, uh, stuff like that. There's a reference to Red Sun, uh, which is uh-huh. a, su- a Superman story about what if he landed in Russia instead? Um, there's a reference to Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, st- stuff like that. Um, but it's, I mean, in terms of like plot beat, like what the actual story is at its heart, it's Barry misses his mom and his dad is about to go to jail and he wants to go save his mom. Uh, and in doing so, time travels back to the past and messes everything up. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it, it is a story about like learning to let go some, sometimes, you, you just can't get everything your way. You you do have to kind of move on. Um, but that might mean some good things at, like as a result um, that like it, just because like, I mean, you've heard the saying like one door c- closes and another one mm-hmm. opens. It's kind of like that. Um, so I, I do think at the at like at the heart of this movie, it it does have a good like emotional through line um that i that i appreciated um but yeah i just uh i can't say i'm i'm i i don't think ezra miller's the greatest actor uh in in this situation i don't necessarily like this interpretation of barry allen um i'm i'm also not a big barry allen fan in general but that's because in the comics, he's just kind of this like milk toast dude. He's kind of boring. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why people kind of liked Wally West a little bit better when he came along, stuff like that. So I don't actually mind that they are trying to like I, I feel like make him more of a character and uh, make him like, OK, he's a little more socially awkward. He maybe has ADHD or something like that right like i i don't mind that they are trying to do an interpretation of that i'm just personally not clicking with that one um but yeah that's that that's kind of my like spoiler free thoughts is is like i at the end of the day had a fun time i just i just didn't think it was a good movie though i what a how is there enough rough things about the movie that you can't even call it good? I understand if people are like, well, it's not excellent. But like, I had like an eight out of, maybe like a seven and a half, eight out of 10 average with 10 out of 10 spikes in this movie. Wh- why is your number far lower? Um, I, I, I think for me, a lot, a lot of it was the controversy surrounding Ezra. Um, and all, all of the like, I, I, I'm not even like super in the know on all of the stuff that they did. But uh, like, I think even just knowing the gist of it, some of the jokes about like, hey, like, yeah, you should seek uh, like therapy and get, get some help on some stuff. It's like, well, <laughs> like. I, I don't know if that was a rewrite or if that joke about the Justice League not really being good at therapy or having that available really hit with 
some of the stuff surrounding him. Um, and I, I don't like I think the version of himself that uh, from the uh, uh, other dimension, we're kind of getting into spoilers uh, mm. now here. So just a heads up with all of that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think his alternate self, I found really, really annoying and abrasive, which they have a scene that mentions that he's just like, wow, you don't shut up like you are annoying and abrasive. And he goes, I think I get it now. And that is kind of the character of this world's Barry Allen. Like he is he he talks a lot and he is kind of annoying and he's just and like I, I don't really connect with that. Um, I'm not saying like it's it's a weird place because I, I think my first thought was like, well, you acknowledging that he's not a good person or like not a good character isn't like that doesn't necessarily redeem him or make him a good character it's still a bad character but i think that way of thinking is wrong um mm. like you you can have characters who are annoying right who um might not be the best people and that's okay that is more kind of like real life like i've i've known people like him in my real life and yeah I, like i might find them annoying or something like that but that's okay like that's like that's where i'm like i'm i'm wrestling with a lot of stuff of of like yeah i don't necessarily like him as a character but i also like that they are trying to find an interpretation of the character mm. that works um mm. Which which is, I think, why I, I ended up having a good time at the end. Like, there is a lot of silliness. There's a lot of goofiness. And I think out of the, like, grim, dark Snyder-verse, this is one of the movies that comes off, like, a lot more lighthearted. And it's very comic yeah. booky, And it's not just like, I'm Batman. My mom's name it's is Martha. <laughs> and I kill people. Right? Um <laughs> It is a lot closer in tone to the Shazam movies, even though it is yes. about older characters. And we had a similar discussion earlier this year. I had so much fun at Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy the lightheartedness of this. Sometimes it's a little bit too silly for me. Um, mm. But but yeah, I think that is is the redeeming quality for me is that it like it kind of swung for the fences in that regard. Like it's, it's, it's trying to be nonstop. It's trying to be fun. It's trying to just be a comic book movie. We're like, they will do some dumb, silly things. And that's kind of a, okay. Right. Um, mm. Like there's the whole like opening action scene where he's in slow mo and he's saving all these babies and there's a dog and the burrito <laughs> and not, like there's just some Which ridiculous is, stuff. He puts a baby in a microwave. What is happening? Right. Don't do it, <laughs> kids. That opening scene was so extreme in the peril. I was wondering if this was going to be a fake out. And this was one dimension that Barry was like eventually going to find. Like, thank goodness I don't live in the reigning babies dimension. <laughs> Nope, that's that's what he has to deal with. 
Um, no, so I, I on, on top of that, the last like truly negative thing that I want to say about this is I thought the CGI was awful throughout the I... entire movie. It was bad. Um, this it it really felt like early 2000s when CGI was like very obviously like, oh, that's CGI and everything just looked rubbery. It had that like matrix rubbery look to it. And I just. I feel like that's a big step back from. A lot of other movies, um, I mean, I, I even think to, to like, I, I mean, I, I think more recently, a lot of people are also complaining about the Marvel movies and some of this CGI not being up to par. Um, but there there are like a number of Marvel movies out there that have some really good CGI that just looks incredible. And this, like every time I saw something in CGI, it was like distracting. It was just like, ooh, that that looks bad. Uh, I, this is all on green screen. This is an entirely I, animated film. I'm a very sensitive person. And if I hear the word bad too many times, I want to crawl inside of myself like a turtle. But I'll <laughs> say that if I I have a soft spot for rubbery, I genuinely do. Something about it just hits the like early 2000s preteen part of myself where i'm just excited to go to the movies like that's i have a sense of childlike wonder when i go to the movie theaters in that that yeah. i i don't know why i still have when i'm 32 and i don't know if i was supposed to outgrow it like baby teeth but i i like the design of things i do understand that they don't look photorealistic and i think some of that is a deliberate artistic choice like when he goes into the chrono bowl Design-wise, I love the Chrono Bowl. I've never yes, seen anything yeah. quite like that. I think that's a cool idea. That like three like, kaleidoscope yeah. kind of thing. Yes. It, it's a neat concept. Yeah, abs- absolutely agree with that. And it, there's these tableaus of things Barry has experienced in recent history, and they do have an artificial look. But it reminded me of like when ego is showing the guardians of the galaxy, those big ceramic eggs that tell his history, like it felt purposefully artificial in the way that things like that are. I didn't, I come to this looking for realism. So I wasn't disappointed when I didn't find it. Yeah. So I, I, I know the director has also been kind of doing interviews and, and reacting to people's reactions saying that the CGI was not good. And the small bits that I've seen on, on Twitter of that is him mostly talking about, yeah, the design of like that, that chrono bowl and all of that at the end, when all of the infinite worlds start coming in, um, like that stuff, I don't mind as much being CGI. I, I can get an interpretation of that, that it is like, it's an interpretation of that world. It is not that world it's still in that like like there's strips of stuff that create a sphere it's hard to explain in in like a a, a podcast format but like that that is like in interpretation of the world it is not the world itself so i can understand why 
the art direction was like, well, it doesn't like it's not actually Nicolas Cage that shows up as Superman. It's an interpretation of Nicolas Cage as Superman. There. Um, but even like the way he runs in in the Speed Force, I, I thought just looked bad. Uh, I, I, I don't mind like the world around him, but the way he was running with the, like, it looks like he's throwing th- things. Oh, you don't like the posture? The, the, just the way he runs. Yeah. Just all, like it all just, it, it looked bad. Um, it, cause I, he moved like the world is moving at like hyperspeed, right? So it's all like mm. speed lines and blurred and all of that stuff. But then he's almost in slow motion in that. And I I just to me that like it felt like the CW Flash show had that better where it's like, no, he's not moving in slow motion. He's moving so fast that like you wouldn't be able to like see it like Mm. his arms and legs there. So it just. It looked like in like a video game or something, someone walking, but instead of the physics, like working with each step, like each step is also like they're they're also like, like gliding forward. If that makes sense, it just felt like wrong. I, I, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Um but it was just like there was so much CGI, so much green screen and times where it looked like he should have been in the suit talking to someone. But it was very obvious that the entire suit was CGI and only like his hmm. mouth was like placed on t- on t- on top of, I, of that. And it was just like, this looks so awful. But enough about I, that. I, I I don't want to yeah, like I, con- continually I, be like, everything's bad. Everything's awful. Because again, I did have a good time. Right. I, I'm, I never hold visual effects against a movie because I think a lot of that comes down to things like budget and, and time frame. And I know those are like outside of the creative and technical hands of the movie. Like if that's missing, it's like an administrative problem. And I don't want to hold an administrative problem against a movie. And like I, I also have like the most cursory awareness of like the, the the production troubles of this movie. I don't know DC. Well, I've seen Mm -hmm. the other movies. I did read flashpoint once, but I am still, just acquaintances with these characters so like if the powers aren't displayed the same way the same way if the characters feel different i can't tell i feel like i know more about this than the average film goer but far far less than like a dc fan yeah um yeah, but so I, I I do want to talk about some things that I did like and enjoy. And yes. I immediately like as I was sitting there watching this, there was a bit that kept coming up that I was like, I have a strong feeling Melissa is going to walk away very happy of, about some of these things. One of your favorite moments from the Justice it's it's in the Judge Judge Justice League it's, may I be right when we first see the 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 hot it's dog It's in the Snyder cut. It okay. and it is in <laughs> fact my official number one favorite part of the Snyder cut. 
where you see Barry. I think he's, I think it is Iris West that he's saving from like a a traffic collision or something. And there's like a hot dog cart. Which is why Shay was like, we saw each other recently, didn't we? Yeah. He's like, "Ah, no. But yeah. And he's like, he has to eat the hot dogs (laughs) for energy. Classic Barry. But at the end of the scene, he takes just like a wiener and puts it in his pocket like for later. (laughs) And it's not even a full hot dog with a bun. It's just a wiener. Yeah. And it's that's so that's so silly in a movie that is otherwise so pensive and, and serious. I it really lit up the the four hour time span that I spent with Justice League, the Snyder cut. And I was very happy to see like more hot dog antics in this. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of fun little details in the movie. Uh, he's got like a can of hot dogs in his fridge and yes, his like sad bachelor fridge. Not even a plastic pack like Oscar Mayer, which makes me think that, that, that they just thing. had canned like, hot dogs. Uh, they, they just had generic like prop food. Like they didn't. Ha- they just had cans and boxes, and they're like, uh, "What label can we stick on the can?" I know hot dog. Like the fact that that was thought of felt like a special treat for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed that because I thought that was really funny and that he he also like kept stealing food from people. Um, Right. He he got the pizza from that one dude. He got the hot dog from the other dude. You think he's about to save all these babies and instead he goes for the vending machine. (laughs) Right. Uh, And then he goes for the babies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, I thought that stuff was good. My genuine like favorite scene in this whole movie is the scene when he's in the alternate baby Barry's apartment and he's there with all the roommates and he's like trying to figure out what's happening. Like, is Victor Stone here? Um, yeah, he's just a football p- player in this t- t- timeline. What about Aquaman? And they're discussing Aqu- Aquaman being like Aquaman, like a super mermaid. He's like, no, he's a guy who can breathe underwater. He's the king of Atlantis and he can speak to fish with his mind. He's like, so a super mermaid, <laughs> right? That whole <laughs> scene I, I, I thought was genuinely hilarious. Um, I, I loved that scene a lot. Um, that, yeah, that, that, that one hit. But the like lasso of truth scene earlier on i don't think hit like uh, it like our theater was silent at 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 that bit it was just like this is not landing at all um i that's that's a joke that things often make you know when wonder woman's around i can't i can't imagine there are plenty better lasso of truth jokes that have been made this one suffers why does that even need to be the joke like like it 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 kind of feels like and they're all just kind of like googly eyes at her. It's, Man, she's so pretty. She's so hot. Like, I, I know that sex is a thing, but I, I haven't had sex. Would you like to have? And just, you did this. Shazam did this. Like, it was just uh, why do we keep returning to this? Because she's the one woman on the team. I don't know. Mm, <laughs> um, I, I understand. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I, I thought that one scene with the roommates was fantastic. I liked the a- antics of the when when the powers switch 
and the new yeah. Barry has his, and he just g- goes out, and it's just like Acme Looney Tunes <laughs> level of, yes. of chaos. I love that. I thought that was fantastic. Um, that was very fun. Uh, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I like when the roommates are there. The one guy's just like fiddling away at the keyboard the whole time while Barry's trying to concentrate. I love the Eric Stoltz tattoo and that it only works if he like <laughs> seductively raises it's upside up down. his leg. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also love that Eric Stoltz being Marty McFly is this sort of universal sign for you're not in the right universe. I, we've seen this in episodes of Fringe. I know it's come up in other things. Like everybody just agreed upon. That's like a universal turning point. That's the one spot where we know history was different. It comes up as much as like. This is like. What if, JF, what if JFK was still alive? What if the Beatles were still together? <laughs> what if Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly? And I also like that this had the echo effects of. Well, then Michael J. Fox would be in Footloose and Kevin Bacon would be in Top Gun. I wanted right, to yeah. see how far that chain would go. <laughs> Great balls of fire. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they uh, they they do a lot, lot of really good stuff with that. I feel like now, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Gay Galaxy almost needs an addendum to their like, here's all the things you need for time travel, space, mm. like all, you know, all that good stuff. They need to be like, Okay, who plays Marty McFly in your universe? Yes. Like you need to establish what, the the, what the year back is to it? the future role. Yeah, like what, what planet am I on? What year is it? Who's the president? Uh, who stars who in the movie Marty Back McFly. to the Future? Exactly. And I know that Robert Zemeckis was one of the early directors considered for this movie. Uh, so I thought that was a nice connection point not sure if it was intentional like we said I mean, it's, uh, it's back to the future travel, seems to be right yeah back to the future seems to be everybody's latching point for am i in the right universe i like that that's become the new language for the thing yeah i did like their I the would, whole spaghetti explanation of yeah. stuff i thought that made a lot of sense this movie made me hungry for italian food not just hot dogs there you go i want to shout out the production design real quick for the ways that the various rooms are decorated like Barry's room you know sure, back yeah. at his parents house with you know living here with the roommates they are of course filled with WB branded properties but I feel like there was real care taken with what specific properties they chose mm-hmm. like when he's hanging out with his roommates this is like in the setting from where I think he like goes and does what you just described as the acme madness of younger Barry running around getting in all sorts of trouble like there was a looney tunes desktop on his computer and for what we know of this younger Barry character he seems like he would be totally into the looney tunes like that doesn't seem out of place yes. for that person Absolutely. and then in Barry's room at his parents house there's posters for uh inception which is a story about layered realities and like past regrets and losses driving your pursuit into something metaphysical and there's posters for pacific rim which is about two people developing this like neural connection and i am legend which included a easter egg for or like a prediction of a fake future movie yes batman v superman which is we for which is where we first saw the flash like I just want to shout out, I think it's great that they picked those posters. They didn't just throw up anything. They picked things that had, like, meaning to what this movie was. 
I also saw, I think I saw a poster for the Animatrix. And oh, interesting. I d- don't as obviously know the thematic connection point there, but I love that it's not the Matrix. It's the Animatrix. Animatrix, which is a yeah. great one. Don't skip yes. the Animatrix. Check it it's out. Fantastic. Um, yeah, that stuff was interesting. I noticed that too. I was trying to look for Easter eggs in the posters and stuff. And I was looking for like, yeah, does he have a poster of Batman in his room mm. or stuff like that? Or is there some like he has a a book written by Carmine Infantino or something uh. like that? Like I was looking for like names of of like DC Comics writers and artists who yes. worked on the flash and I'm, I'm sure there are a few in there um but yeah it was interesting to see like an inception poster uh or or the looney tunes and right and then have him do all the acme stuff mm-hmm. that's right there um yeah so i i enjoyed that a lot uh i think my favorite thing of the movie entirely though is Kara. Kara Zor-El yeah. was awesome in in really this. enjoyed Kara. Um, I I thought to myself like, man, in a movie that's supposed to be about the Flash, whose marketing relied on Keaton mm. returning as Batman, Kara Zor-El is the coolest thing in this movie. She was yes, freaking fantastic. Um, and. This was like the one of the changes that they made to the Flashpoint story uh, mm. in Flashpoint. It is actually Kal-El that they have locked up. Uh, and it's because his his ship landed in Metropolis, not in uh, in in Kansas. Um, whereas this they go more the Red Sun route of like, what if it landed in Russia instead and they don't really do anything beyond that of like we have her locked up and that's it um but yeah i thought she she was fantastic in this i would love to see mm-hmm. more of her yeah i i don't know if we will see this particular uh, the performance and and take on on kara again but i i enjoy the time i spent with her i love her design i don't yeah. know the comics well enough to say if that's a specific comics outfit but i like the the cape that kind of comes out of like her shoulder blades instead of her shoulders like how she looks i like that when they first rescue her she's just like a huddled little thing in like a a smock in the corner i don't know she doesn't they like put her in the sun they give her a suit i don't know if she really like showers or anything her hair doesn't look washed but it doesn't look distractingly greasy I know that's a weird comment to make, but I appreciated that they went like right down the middle with it isn't totally realistic or totally unrealistic glamorous with how her hair looks. I liked her hair. It just felt like simple and straightforward and well chosen. I don't know. Absolutely. And like from what I know about Kara in the comics, like even this is an interpretation of it like it's mm. it's a different take of of who she is in the comics obviously they are mixing the flashpoint version of superman but making it kara instead um the she she was sent there to keep keep an eye on kal-el 
he never made it. That's kind of true in the comics, too. Um, I think in some interpretations, like her ship gets knocked off course or she gets sent to the Phantom Zone on accident or stuff like that. And that's why she typically ends up being younger than him um, of like, I'm actually the older cousin, but because I got stuck in some like alternate dimension, like you aged more than I did and stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. So that that stuff was mm-hmm. was neat. Um yeah, I like she she is obviously a much like angrier, darker take on the character. Um but yeah, like I I I think it it worked. I think it fit. Like this is like this is why I was saying like I don't mind interpretations of these characters on screen. I I think where I end up liking a lot of the MCU stuff more than I do the the DC stuff is that the MCU always felt to me that they got the characters right. Like at, at the core of who they were, they got those characters right and then could take them in different directions from that. And DC comics always seems to try and change the core of the character and, and they got it wrong. And so that's why I never end up connecting with the characters and being like, but it's wrong. And then you go off and do all these weird things with it. Um, but that like this one seemed to work for me, whereas Barry did not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought she was freaking cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed my time with Barry, but I don't know from other berries. I really just know this one and the other ones that I've briefly seen in cartoons. Yeah. Uh, to wrap things up, I think we have to ch- ch- talk about all of the cameos, all of the like yeah. infinite worlds c- coming in. What happened at the end of this movie, Melissa? What did you think when all of these like different worlds started coming into this chronosphere, and we got to see uh, like Superman from the like serials? We got to see George Reeves. We got to see Nick Cage. We got to all all sorts of stuff here. I. First off, real briefly, I want to go back to the beginning of the movie and say, I really like the Jeremy Irons Alfred, and I never thought I would get to see him again. So that was a really nice surprise. Not a cameo, just a little bit more time with a beloved character who I won't get to see in this incarnation again. And I felt grateful. But I thought it was really sweet to take us back to George, to to, to Christopher, to, to Supergirl. I'm happy that a Supergirl got highlighted among these Supermen. And... When I saw you just see him from the back, you see the longer hair. I knew knew I knew that it was Nicolas Cage. I started clapping. I think I got lost in the moment, (laughs) maybe clapped for an inappropriately long time. And it was just me. What's what's great to me is it's it's not only Nick Cage, but it's it's Kevin Smith's like spider, his his giant (laughs) spider. I did. I loved that. (laughs) <laughs> the Thanagarian snare beast. Exactly. I, exactly. I hit the rafters with this. Like there have been meta nods to the failed. I think that we're going to call it Superman lives movie in the past. Like Nick Cage voices Superman in Teen Titans go to the movies, which they, is, I think, the first time he actually got to do it. Yeah. And then they they did that plot in uh, like Justice League Unlimited, I think it's in oh, one of the Justice League cartoon. Cool. No, it might be in the Superman cartoon proper. And I think Kevin Smith ends up vo- 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 voicing a 
bystander in in the whole situation where this like giant spider and Superman has to fight that. And he's just like, man, this would make a great story. (laughs) Um, So like they're they're having a number of references to, to that in what would eventually become wild wild west which is just cr- crazy um i that made yeah. me so happy to to see nicolas cage uh and then at the end of the movie at the very end when when barry is on the phone with bruce and i'm like i don't think this is ben affleck's voice is this michael keaton's voice is that the twist at the end of this that he's found himself back in a reality we're like yeah yeah, that bruce wayne does live in his universe he gets to be reunited with this new friend that he made and when george clooney steps out i like my back arched i almost like rose from the seat i lifted out my arms (laughs) truly an incredible moment and i what gets me about these cameos, I love a redemptive cameo. When you get to see somebody whose project like never totally got off the ground or right. like it was maligned, but there still has a core of people who like it or it's been reevaluated in recent years. Or like in the case of George Clooney, it, people didn't like Batman and Robin and he was embarrassed by Batman and Robin. And to know that he's sort of come around and found an appreciation for this role that he had and for the people who did yeah. like it and you know what you know how much fun probably it was to, to to some people making it and viewing it yeah that feels positive to me like i get not just a hey it's him i know him but a sense of of growth i don't know it 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 feels warm not right. just like a, a cheap cameo like it feels like there's some sort of an emotional journey behind george clooney yeah I agree. Like I, I, I like the cameos. I like the multiverse stuff. And as as a big comic book nerd, yeah, like I love that we can then bring in all these different actors who played them over the year. I think that stuff is neat. Um, I, I think it works better in some movies and 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 maybe has a more emotional punch than uh, others. But it's it's still neat to get to see George Clooney step yeah. out of the, the the car, and it's like you're Bruce Wayne. What what's going on here? It's like oh man, I still screwed things up. Uh oh, but maybe that's okay. Like maybe we can keep you as Batman this t- time, and I'll just live here right. in this universe now. Um, and I I I do have to say, like I I I have seen some people online questioning the inclusion of some of these cameos um as as much as on one hand for the the average movie goer it might be neat to see all 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 of these i'm not mistaken i think it was the superman that played him in the serials in the like like tv serials Mm. uh that that guy has like i think was typecasted so bad it kind of pushed Mm. him to suicide and he has no living relatives so they're not even sure like who has the rights to his likeness Mm. like it like the whole thing just felt like are you even able to include this in here this feels icky in kind of a weird way i'm not sure all the details that went into that uh, but I, I think just something to be aware, 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 aware of. 
Um, mm -hmm. But still, yeah, I, 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 I for one, enjoyed all of these. Yeah, it feels it feels like they are paying respects to the incarnations of these characters that existed the, in the past. It felt like it was done with a with a good heart. Uh, and I, I learned later that they did like a CGI recreation of Christopher Reeve, but I wasn't able mm -hmm. to tell that in the theater. I've that is a uh, a blind spot for me. I am aware of the Christopher Reeve Superman films. I've never seen them in full. Uh, so I can't tell if that's like a new face he's never made before. And I know it didn't look like exactly like they took it out of a 1978 film stock. But I thought, oh, of course it wouldn't. They would probably have to do some sort of digital upscale or some sort of effect on it to sort of meld it with this digital chronosphere space that we are in. I I just want to say that I, I, I do understand the criticisms people have had now that I've learned about it. But they're in the moment. I I didn't yes, know anything yeah. was wrong, and I like to see him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, I had a good time. I don't think it was a good movie, but I, yeah, I just man, I I am excited to see what they do with Blue Beetle. Uh, I think that's the yeah. next DC movie that we got. Um, James Gunn has has had that Blue. Beetle is the first DCU character, but not the first DCU movie, which is confusing yes, like, to I me. Think, I don't know if he's going to get like warped into another dimension. Right. Or, I think he's getting that. grandfathered in like he was uh, created and produced and filmed under the old right. structure, but he is going to be included in the new structure. I don't know if we'll see him in the gods and monsters plan which was laid out, you know, in pretty decent detail for being this far ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we'll see him in there, but it seems like James Gunn is telling us he counts. He is canon. Like, yeah. we're not going to deal with him directly, but he is more canon than everything else we've just seen. Yeah. And I didn't leave this movie with a clear sense of where we're going, but I never expected to to begin with, which is with all the different productions and like behind the scenes troubles, which I don't know yeah. in full. I, which when I go into a movie, I really try and look at like what is here on the screen, and if it brings in like an old memory or a piece of lore or something that I know I'm excited about it, but I don't think about, I, like I I think a lot about the tale of Superman lives, and I don't think as much about what is going on in any individual actor's personal life. Yeah, I I, yeah. I look for I look for the good in a movie. I look for the fun, exciting Easter eggs and things, and not. Ref reflections of other uh real life matters right um last but not least the director of this movie andy muschietti i believe is how you say yes. his name i yes. could be wrong there but uh he has been tapped to direct the new batman brave and the bold right movie, uh under james gunn's watchful eye um so not sure or I'm not sure if the Batman name is attached to that. I think it might just be Brave and the Bold, mm. right? Or is it Batman Brave and the Bold? I don't know. I don't remember unsure. off the top of my head. It, but he it has won't been come out for another three or four years. It'll probably yeah. be different by then. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, so I I don't I like I don't know how I feel about that yet. Uh, I, I liked how comic booky this movie was. I liked the lighthearted tone. Um, so hopefully with some of James Gunn's influence on this and his um, 
yeah, his fingers in all of those pies. Hopefully that'll end up being a, a good movie. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Indeed. I think that kind of wraps us up for our reaction to the flash our spoiler mm-hmm. cast on the flash we went a little bit longer than i was expecting we did um, there's there's a lot to cover here i uh, i i came here mostly i texted you last night and i'm like i don't have informed or mature thoughts about this i just kind of want to <laughs> yelp about things i found yeah. exciting yeah i, I genuinely but had a really good time and i am very aware of like my personal context there Another thing, the final movie I saw at this movie theater, like under the old mm-hmm. branding before it closed pre-lockdown, the final movie I saw there was Knives Out in like November ah. 2019. First movie I see in this theater in, in a new world under new branding uh, is The Flash, both featuring Michael Shannon. Yeah. And I'm like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> and I, I thought that was really special. I was Double happy Shannon. I got to have that experience. Right. I was happy I got to have that experience in my life. I was happy that Michael Shannon was there for me in different times, in different seasons. Good stuff. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great time. Also under an awareness that I, I came to this with a very insular perspective uh, and I don't have a lot of D.C. knowledge okay. or context to, to, to affect my opinion that much, which is a reaction I have to every franchise I go into as a newcomer. Like, I'm going to have fun in Fast 10. I don't know what other Fast and Furious real fans are going to think. And this is going to happen to me again in two weeks when I go see Indiana Jones, having just (laughs) seen all of the Indiana Jones movies this month. There you go. (laughs) Good stuff. Melissa, where can the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWet. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, uh, which is quite a bit, you can find us at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. Uh, we will put our, our Flashpoint comic review mm-hmm. up over here, uh, our, our book club style uh, thing uh, over there. This has been number 121 of the Reactor Core. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.